Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast, where we will be sharing all things motherhood, farming, faith, rural living, and so much more. So grab your favorite beverage of choice and come hang out with your two farm wife besties. We are so happy you are here with us. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are so happy to have you here. We are having a fun interview today. Whitney, how are you? Good. How are you? I am living the life. I've just finished up four days of color and my legs are tired. My back is tired and I'm hungry. But I mean, other than that, I'm great. (laughs) Other than that, you're good. How about you? Good. I had my diabetes glucose test today. Mm -hmm. haven't heard if I passed it or not, but that never bothered me choked that baby down in five minutes i i just thought it tasted like flat whatever soda like there's an orange one there's a sprite flavored one it's not sprite lemon lime but it just tasted like someone left it open and setting on the counter it was just gross maybe it needed to be refrigerated to taste like yeah for sure they didn't let you take it home to refrigerate first no when i got there i didn't even know i was doing it and they're like here you go yeah well that sucks, but also hope you passed. Yeah, me too. But if not, we shall take it as it comes. Okay. But we do have a guest today, which is super fun because we haven't done that in forever. Forever. I actually don't even remember who our last guest was, so that's really... That's bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, long story short, we actually had an outline. We for last week's podcast, we were trying to come up with some good ideas and we really wanted to get back into interviewing people that impacted not only us, but that could really offer value to our listeners. And just think of some topics that Whitney and I wanted to talk about and bring to you because again, Midwest farm wives doesn't have to be farming related. And today we're going to focus on God and pray and prayer. Um, Jen, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. I am so excited to be with you girls. I love both of you so much. Um, I'm Jen Stutzman, and I've known these girls for a while, but I'm so excited to be here and talk with you guys about this because, my gosh, I was joking with you guys before, but I mean, I'm 42 now, and looking back on my life, the times when I was not a praying person, it was a lot harder. So... Um, I'm excited to talk about prayer. We were and especially inclu- we were talking about you- that in the last podcast. Why we wait so long to pray when it mm-hmm. makes you feel so good to do it. Yeah. Also, we were talking about how much ADHD we have when praying. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> like the focus factor is a serious struggle for me specifically. Mm-hmm. And then I know over the summer our routines have slipped and I know that while I say pray about it to my kids, I'm not I'm not necessarily setting a great example. So I'm, I'm really excited to dive into just maybe some um, conversational tips and just practical ways that not only can we implement prayer into our lives, but also how can we set a good example for those around us? Not that we can control them, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So we talked about this at Cultivate. <clears throat> um, it was a question that I had because I told Jen that when I was growing up, we had the same exact prayer every night same prayer for supper. And so then prayer to me became very repetitive and it was like, it almost didn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. So then going into my adult years, I really struggled with not only how to pray, but maybe when, because we only did it those two times or, you know, my mom and dad may have 
I'm sure they prayed by themselves, but it was not something that I ever knew about or knew how to do it or knew that like, hey, you can go to God when you're having your hardest times. There's a meme that has been floating around social media that we both, I think all three of us shared it. <laughs> and it, was, it was really good about teaching your, like having your kids pray when things are rough, teach them to go to God. And it's like the hardest thing as a parent to try and guide them when sometimes you aren't sure yourself. Yeah. And I think our prayer life is very telling of what we actually believe. So, you know, sometimes we can claim to be a Christian, claim that we're a follower of Christ, that we depend on him, that we love him. But if we're not praying, it's kind of telling that we're, we actually believe we know best. We actually believe we can make things happen the way we want. We believe our way is the best. We believe we know how to cope. We believe we can lead ourselves, that we can lead our children. So when I find myself prayerless, meaning like I'm not in a, I'm not praying a lot or I'm like, wow, like I am extremely prideful. Look at me go. Like thinking I think I've got this. Yourself. Yes. But usually it ends up with quite a bit of bitterness, complaining and, um, I mean, just all things that aren't good without peace, you know, being controlling all those things. So it's, it's always been hard for me to step back and go, no, I, I'm not controlling. No, actually you are very much. So if you really look at just the fruit of it, you know, you're not depending on the Lord. You're not praying. That's, you can't lie your way out of that. That's just proof of it. And, and we can change that though. So I do have some practical tips for, the ADHD thing too, if we want to jump right into that. Sure. I think that's where we should start because I think Um, there's probably a lot of people who relate to that. Yeah, for sure. And you're like, yeah, it's time to pray and you make it three seconds and then you're already thinking about something else. Mm -hmm. But prayer shouldn't be something we feel like we have to do. It's something we get to do. Mm -hmm. So you want to change that mindset too. But here's, here's two things that help me a lot in when I'm wanting to, this isn't when I'm just praying with the kids throughout the day or with Jake, but just me praying, it would be, I need to be on my knees. That's a big thing. Sometimes we just, but you can walk around and pray all the time, but I'm talking about specific time you've set apart to pray that helps. And then I have a sheet of paper in front of me. So there's no phone, there's no screen. And the sheet of paper is the things that I am praying for. Um, And I will, it'll help me stay focused. So if I've told someone, I'm going to pray for you about that, that's going on the sheet. If there's certain things going on in the family, um, you know, it's all going on there and certain people, the Lord's laid on my heart and there might be different days. Like today is the day I pray for my family and I have all these things read out and today's the day I'm going to just spend in Thanksgiving to what God has done and recognizing how much he's brought me through this week. Like, I'm not just walk. Sometimes we just go through life. We don't realize, oh my gosh, he was so faithful. His grace was grace was so sufficient. And I haven't even taken time to actually stop and thank him. And then it could be a day that you're praying for friends. Um, a day. I mean, you can do it all in one, or you can like if you let's say you have specific prayer time every day, you could do it a little bit different. But for me on my knees, no no screens for dang sure. And mm-hmm. a sheet of paper with stuff written on. Cause you could be like, I'm going to write my prayers on my phone. No, no. It's gotta it be like in the middle of your prayer. And you- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's gotta be separate of that, but those things help. And I think you start, if, if you're not someone that's a praying person, you need to start. Um, well, you don't need to, but you can start small and build from there, you know? 
I think I, I'm gonna be super transparent. I have a problem praying like as as a Catholic, we pray the Our Father and the mm-hmm. Hail Mary as we start our prayer. Those are opening prayers, repetitive. That's where I was telling Whitney last week. In the middle of the Hail Mary, I'm like, oh, did I say the first verse or the second verse or mm-hmm. did I say none of you know? I just get soup. And um, then when I go to pray for people, we were always taught to say thank thankfulness first and then offer your prayers. But even when I'm actually speaking in my head to God or even out loud, whatever that may be, it sounds so juvenile. Like it sounds like I would like to pray for Whitney. How do I develop a more, I don't, I don't need a more sophisticated prayer, but I I don't even know what to say in my own brain sometimes. I, I say you just talk to him like he's talking, you're talking to a friend like, Lauren, I want to lift my girl Whitney up to you. Like she is struggling. Like just like you would, you know, it doesn't have to be, he already knows us. He knows our personality. He interacts with us in a fun way too, because he knows how different we each are. So, you know, the goal and the hope is that we start to live a life, a prayerful life where all throughout the day, it's not just like we pray at night. Right. But all throughout the day, we're not, it's, it's this constant interaction with him, which the goal is to get to that place of intimacy. I don't really like the word intimacy with the Lord, but a closeness with him where you are, where you are just leaning into him all throughout the day. You and know? it doesn't have to feel what's scripted. No, no. And I'm, you know, he knows, he knows exactly what we're like. He knows our thoughts. So we don't need to come to him all proper. There's not a specific way. I know I shared this at Cultivate, but I like to use this, um, this acronym that I learned. I feel like I was a teenager, but it's um, ACTS, A-C-T-S. And so... It I thought, can I can I interrupt? I thought you guys when we were talking pre-episode said axe like <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm like, where does the axe come in at? Okay, sorry. A C T S go resume. I have my yes. notes right here from Cultivate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the, this is just a I feel like a beautiful way to enter the Lord's presence. But this isn't a must, and you don't always pray this way. It's but it's a A is for adoration. So I you just start with adoration of the Lord and adoring him. And he's, he's worthy. So, and he's, I love to start with a Psalm or Psalms 113 is one of my favorite adoration Psalms. It's just a shorter Psalms, but I love to just read that in a state of like worship and adoration. So that's how we start with. And then the C is a confession. So if you, you know, take time, like to think, is there sin that needs to be repented of? And always, yeah. And there is for all of us. And then T is Thanksgiving. So spend time thanking the Lord. Just let the gratefulness come. And it could be so many things. And then last would be supplication, which is, you know, is when we bring God our needs and we're praying for others and praying for ourselves and things we're asking him for. And it's okay sometimes just to go in with arrow prayers like, Lord, I need you, you know, throughout the day. But I love the acts. And that's how I set up my paper and when I write it out, um, and it just, it keep, it's, you're kind of covering a lot there, but it's also a reminder to me to adore God. It's a beautiful place to adore and worship him. And also reminding me that repentance is important. It's very important. 
Yes, our sin is forgiven. That's what the cross is. But repentance is important for us to acknowledge. And thanksgiving, my gosh, that changes our heart. It completely changes us as a person. And then supplication. Of course, most people, I would say, most of us come to the Lord with supplication. We come with our needs. That's when we pray or when things are going bad. But there's so much more to interact with the Lord on. Um, and then it starts to, the more you pray, the more you it just enjoy it. You just enjoy being with them. It's not... It doesn't have to be a specific way like what it was saying. It doesn't have to be scripted. It doesn't have to be poetic. It doesn't have to be anything. Like anyone be, else. Yeah. I think that's what I struggled with forever was like, I have to be able to pray like Jen does when she prays for me. And it's like, <laughs> no, I can't. I can't use words like Jen does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. That, and that's not, none of us need to put that on us because then we'll be like, not wanting to pray because we're like, we're like, there's a certain way we have to pray or we have to pray like so-and-so, or I have to have all the right words or I have to be use big words or I have to, and then you won't do it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. That's how you taught me to teach my kids. Mm -hmm. And then with kids, with kids, it's just, the other thing I think we're all probably guilty of is telling someone, I'll pray for you about that, but we never do. Oh, 100%. If someone says so, that they didn't do that, they lie. Yeah. And, that's and then my, you're like, that's my biggest and, pet peeve. Yeah. And then if, if a friend comes back someone, and is like, go ahead. with someone feeling hopeful. Mm-hmm. And so I have found, I this is a huge pet peeve of mine. So I have found like where you get so many messages on social media and sometimes people will say like, hey, could you pray for me for this? I'll either do it right then mm-hmm. in a voice message so that I know that they know that I did it. Mm-hmm. Or I will just say, hey, I'm thinking of you. I don't ever say, hey, I'm praying for you if I'm not actually going to do it or don't feel like I have time. Yeah. If we ever, I've done prayer boxes because sometimes people just need a place to just drop like a, they don't have a therapist or they don't talk to God. Like, they could, um, and they drop a prayer request in, or, or maybe they do, and they just want extra prayer. Um, and I read all through them all once, and then I was like, "Lord, hear our prayer," <laughs> just because I don't, I can't, you know, we can't necessarily go through all of them one by one. But um, yeah, if I don't do it when I'm immediately thinking about it, it may it never live in my brain again. Right, and you hate leaving that hopelessness or hopefulness for someone. But in the same breath, we know that about ourselves, which is good, right? Um, right. I think it's an awareness that we all need to have. Yeah. And I think what where you're, what I've tried to do over the years is if um, I'm thinking of someone or if I – like say I'm talking to someone face-to-face and instead of walking away and saying, I'll pray for you, I'll say, can I pray for you right now before I go or um, – like kind of like you said, just even if I'm like reading a message for someone and at the end it says like, will you pray for me? Let's say I receive a message, a DM or something. I will at that moment do it because mm-hmm. I've had friends come back and be like, thank you for praying for me. And I'm like, oh crap, I didn't. I actually didn't pray for you. So it's, it's or, you know, like I said, my sheet where I write stuff down specifically, I know like if wit is needing prayer about something, I'm going to go write it down there. So it's there and I'm not forgetting it. Um, like a grocery list. Yes, for sure. I'm the same way. If I'm like driving to town, I have this yellow notebook in my vehicle and I'll I'll always say, Bodie, write down this. Bodie, write down this before I forget it. And I wanted, Mm -hmm. I want to start making a notepad for prayers too. I like that. But with, but what I was bringing that up with is for kids is we can teach them that throughout the day. So, um, 
like, let's say after school, our kids come in and they've had an awful day and, or they're wanting to just talk crap about a teacher or kids. You just stop and say, let's pray about it together. Um, anything that's coming up in their life, if you pray with them about it, you're teaching them your only hope in life and death is Jesus. That's it. So we can talk about this all day, but he is your hope. And if we don't show them that through life, it's not that they can't learn it, but what a valuable lesson to be like, let's, let's ask the Lord, let's ask him for help. Let's, let's, even when they're sick, every time they're sick, you know, we're getting medicine and taking them to the doctor. That's fine, but let's pray too. Let's stop and pray. And that's just teaching our kids. Like we are dependent on him. And although we live in America where we have plenty and we think we can fix every problem, we are very in need of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's Again, just a like good... me, And I, I'm not afraid to admit this because, and I'm not, I said this at Cultivate a million times and my sister was there and I was kind of nervous to say it in front of her, but I'm like, we didn't grow up that way. So I, I came into adulthood not knowing what you just explained that like our, all of our hope and, and everything we do lies within God's hands. And so entering motherhood, it was hard to understand like how I'm supposed to learn this myself and teach my kids it, or, you know, be an example for them. And afterwards, my sister said that she felt the same way and we are not in any way looking down on our parents for that because who knows how they grew up. I mean, I don't know how each of their homes was when they were younger. And so I don't remember if it was you or Brooke had said it's like a generational break that you are, you're starting your own chain of this like cycle of redoing it how you want it to be. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So it is a hard thing. If somebody out there is like feeling that it's very real. Yeah. I think it's hard too, because we in society today think that there's a right or wrong way to do things And so when you're starting from scratch, there's no baseline in your world. And we don't like what we have to look back on is what we don't want to replicate or what maybe we, we want to implicate or implicate. Yeah. We want to, we want to put in our own spin on things. And so when we have no baseline or anything to look back from, it's hard to then formulate our own curriculum in a way, our own uh, generational going forward, love for God, showing hope, all, all those things with our kids, because there's again, no baseline. And so that that's where we struggle is because we keep wondering we let those thoughts of guilt shame fearfulness sneak in because what if we're doing it wrong in comparison social media yeah. has made us think that that we're praying wrong i mean there's there's times that you can feel that or that you're not doing things right because of how you're doing it mm-hmm. so i heard a study the other day and she said that 96.4% and she did the study i don't remember how many women it, it had surveyed um 96.4% of women feel guilt shame and there was one other word i can't really remember just from social media and it relates to everything mom guilt raising your children making you think that you're doing it wrong when it's really just a different way than you want it and so i feel like that's the same way with with things with god people are sharing so many different things and then it makes you start questioning what you're doing or if you're doing it right or, you know, it just makes you like question so many things in your head and that reality is not usually reality. Yeah. And 
we are living in a time where people are getting their information off social media instead of being mm-hmm. the Bible themselves. So it's we want to align ourselves with the Word of God. He's the perfect example. Jesus even shows us how to pray. Like we have the perfect example. So whatever whatever you do, though, you do want to make sure you're aligning with, with God's Word. But what is happening is social media is so full of information and people are getting even wrong information that and isn't aligned it with sounds them. good or even feels yeah. good to you, but it's not right. Right. It's not. So that's why knowing I heard a pastor say, I'll never forget this. It was years ago when I lived in Alabama and he said, um, so many Christians know very little scripture, which leaves them open to satanic deception at all times. Mm-hmm. Meaning if you don't know, if you don't know scripture, how do you know if you are aligning yourself with God's word? You don't know. Cause you're just listening to other voices and like, Wit, like you said, and sometimes it sounds good. You're like, yeah, that must be right. That must, you know, that that makes me feel so, good. Yeah, so it should encourage us one to just devour the word of God, but also, I'm I'll push this always is to have mentors because you need people probably that are a couple steps ahead of you or a step ahead of you. Um, the older, the better. The older women you can find, the better. They know they have the most most wisdom, and ask and spend time with them. And watch them. And I've watched mom steps ahead of me as they mother. And I'm like, wow, I see so much beauty there. Like I want, I want to, I want to learn from her um, in the way she's parenting and the way she's teaching her kids to pray and how she implements the word of God. It's mentors are just invaluable. They've changed my life. I don't have one creative thought or idea in my mind. It's all from my mother and from well, the word of God itself, but from women that have gone ahead of me that know way more than me that I have asked to be in my life where I've said, I I want what you have, like, teach me, teach me. So what Jen is to me, (laughs) right? (laughs) But I was thinking of a couple scriptures to share with this too, if we want to do that. That'd be Um, great. In Philippians, this is just a great verse to memorize with your kids, too. Um, And I don't know about you girls, and I don't know if you've struggled with this with your kids yet, but it was so hard for me when my kids started to struggle with anxiety and fear themselves. Mm. You know, as little kids, I was like, oh my gosh, already? We just talked about this in the last episode. Bodhi has like anxiety attacks at bedtime. Oh. Oh. Bedtime anxiety with kids is so hard. Mm -hmm. But this verse, Philippians 4, 6, um, is a great, 4, 6, and 7, really, both um, to memorize with your kids. And I'm going to read the NLT, which, again, is not a translation I would study the word out, but I love to read it because it's been translated phrase by phrase. So it's very readable. Like the ESV is my favorite translation to study out of because it's word for word translation, but NLT is phrase by phrase. So Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Gosh, I love that. And that's not the translation I memorized it in. So I'm going to look it up here um, in the ESV and read it a little bit differently. Um, 
do not be anxious about anything. This is the ESV. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that. And then it goes on. I love the next verse too. If you want to just do a huge memorization with your kids, verse eight, right after that says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So you can go on to that verse and teach your kids. These are the things we train our mind to think on. We take our thoughts captive and here's the things we think about. But I love just the simple NLT. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. This is like a command from God. It's not like, don't worry about anything if you don't want to. No, don't worry about anything. And the more we can teach our kids that script, those scriptures like that, you know, the better, like it, it'll, it'll help them and give them tools. So like you teach your kids, if you're anxious at night, let's quote this verse. Let's say it out loud. Let's declare it together. Um, I love that. Yeah. I mean, as someone who struggles with anxiety and fear and worry, um, definitely wish that I had memorized that as a young adult and believed it. I have another verse for you that just came to mind when you talked about um, anxiety at night. And Psalm 4, 8 is a great verse to have him memorize at night. It says, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. And I, I like that for me, too. There's a verse, too, that's not coming to mind. I'd have to look it up and I could send it to you later. But it's about go, you can go to sleep because God is awake. So I told him the other night he was struggling with it and he doesn't ever, and I'm not invading his privacy because we've talked about it, but he just says, I'm worried. And I'm like, worried about what? And he can't tell me what. And so then, then I'm like, this is like a blanket. You could be worrying about anything. And so Bart and I have talked like, he's so little to already be worrying about things. Mm-hmm. Like we're 30 and you know, we lay in bed and think of a hundred different things that we're struggling with or we're going to see in our lifetime. And So I told him the other night, I said, I can't help you with anything because I don't know exactly what's wrong. But I said, if you feel this way and every time you feel this way, you would pray to God, he will always be there for you. Mm -hmm. And and I feel like it made him feel better. But I just told him, whenever you have those feelings, I just want you to pray. If you'll just stop and pray, I think it'll make you feel better. Yeah. I'm going to send you a nighttime prayer for him too. That might be helpful. And he could have it. You could print it out too, read it with him, but he could have it too, just so he has... A tool, like we want to give our kids tools, you know, right. like don't just say, don't be afraid and walk away. <laughs> like, how do you, how do I right. fight this fear? How do I, you know, cause right. anxiety is just, oh, it's an awful thing to feel. So I found the thing that I shared um, earlier this week because it made me think of him so much, but it says, teach your children to pray. So if their little hearts feel heavy, they can go to God and not the world. That's and I right. love that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want. We And we as adults need to think about that too. We don't need to be running to talk to other people or, you know, being distracted by our phones when we really just need to be spending time with the Lord because it's we will be shocked. We will be shocked at how much God takes care of on when you're on your knees with him, at how much he changes in you and how much anxiety is relieved. Will you actually do it? I remember my mom pushing me and that. She's like, Jenny, have you actually taken this to the Lord? Have you been on your knees with him? Have you labored with him over these anxieties? And I'm like, no, but I want to keep complaining about them, you know, type attitude. Mm-hmm. No, actually, 
do it, do the work and see then what God you feel. Yeah. And see what God will do. Sometimes when you're not, you think like, maybe I don't believe God will help me, I guess. I just think complaining about it or talking about it, worrying about it's going to help. But have you, that's a hard question for me. If someone comes back at me and says, Jen, have you actually labored with the Lord about this? Have you, you'd be shocked at what an hour on your knees will do with the Lord. Just I asked my in Bible study that I said, if you have any current worries, what, like what you're worrying about right now, have you actually prayed on it? And all of them were like, no. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're adults, but we just, we do the same things that we did repetitively when we were younger that we just have to be reminded of sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And we're just, we're all human. <laughs> like right. we all need, we, we all fail. We all struggle. We all will, we will, if we're leaning into our flesh, our flesh is going to be controlling and self-sufficient. So I've, I remember telling the Lord, like, do I really need to need you this much? Like, I don't want to need you this much where I, where I just struggle so immensely without you. But I guess I, I guess this is just what it means to be human. Like I am in such desperate need of you. And, and any day that I'm trying to live without you, I end up not where I want to be, you know, as far as in, in how I feel in my heart. Okay, one other passage I wanted to read was the parable of the persistent widow from Luke 18, um, which I just love this parable. So one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. So he's giving them an example here. So here's the parable. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out who cry out to him day and night will he keep putting them off i tell you he will grant justice to them quickly but when the son of man returns how many will he find on earth who have faith so he's basically saying like this judge who didn't care about god or people with the widow being persistent eventually gave justice to her situation what do you actually think of a god who with his people his chosen people will do when we're crying out to him he will answer us. He, he he will be near to us. Like the comparison is just saying there is no way that the perfect God, the perfect judge will not hear our pleas. Um, it is it is important that we are persistent and he wants to hear from us. You know, like sometimes we, I tell the story of being a little girl and I'd always be like dad I'd yell for him and he'd go no from wherever he was and I'd be like you haven't even heard what I was gonna say and he's like you're just gonna ask for a horse or something no um so we have these interactions with adults as kids where they're like annoyed with us you know because we're being persistent but God is never annoyed with us like he's never annoyed with us and the more we draw near to him the more we become like him and the more we are asking things that are in God's will that are of his character. We're not coming in and saying like, I want a new 
Mustang, Ford Mustang, you know, like that's not the kind of prayers I'm talking about. You know, it's coming. He wants us to come and persist and he's never annoyed. He's never annoyed with us coming to him over and over all day. He never, you know, turns away. So I think sometimes when, when we grow up and if we ever feel like an annoyance, we feel like we are annoying God to go to him over and over about something, but that's not true. Okay. That brings up a whole nother like guilt trip. So guilt is one of my biggest problems. Um, one of my most not godlike thoughts is guilt. Um, and as we say, God never will turn us away and he'll never get tired of asking. It reminds me of myself while my youngest Rowan is like begging for my attention. And I'm like, I just need a minute. I like, I am human and I can't give you all the attention all the time that you so need. Um, I don't know that there's a question, maybe a prayer for patience, (laughs) but it's also okay for us. I tell my kids, I'm like, you know how I get annoyed all the time. Well, the cool thing is God doesn't like, I just tell them that, you know, and teach them that of course we want to have patience, but we also need to teach our kids, you know, we are not their slaves so they can't. And God's not our slave either, but it's a different relationship with him. And it's okay for us to show our kids that we're we're not God. We're not going to be God. Like we can't be God to our kids. Um, it, that's just not going to happen. Of course, hopefully in time we grow in patience as parents and we can endure more. Oh like, my gosh, I don't know. Um, yeah, like there was a day I I put this on Instagram years ago, but my girls were fighting all day and I was like being really calm. Then all of a sudden I picked up a stool and threw it at the wall and put a huge <laughs> hole in the wall. Like I just lost it. And as I threw the stool, I was like, why? When I threw a stool, I knew as it was going, this is going to be a huge hole in the wall. Like it's just going in. I threw it so hard. Um, what was the point of that? The point now is. Put a picture over it. it. Yeah. Then we put um, a picture over it. <laughs> I remember the story. But the point is like. That's okay. It's actually good for our kids to see that. I'm like, okay, kids, what you just saw was someone who gave full weight to their anger. And that's what it looks like. So that'll happen to you guys sometimes. But now look, I've got hundreds of dollars of repair all because I lost it. And it's okay. And God still loves me. And you guys love me. And I'm going to ask for your forgiveness. But but the point is, as we grow and mature, we will become more patient if we're spending time with the Lord. It's impossible for us to be interacting with him and him not rub off on us, for us not to be sanctified. Just like in scripture, you know, it says bad company corrupts good morals. Who we choose to be around, who our friends are, greatly affects who we are, like so much. So you can imagine if you're spending time with God, how much we change. It might be slow. We're still always going to be human. We're always going to be flawed. But we will become more patient, but we're not God. And Kylie, you don't need to feel guilt about that. It's okay to show our kids that and teach them that. Like, hey, you know what the cool thing is? God's never annoyed. Keep you know, keep going to him. Go have some time with him. And I'm going to have an hour <laughs> by myself. <laughs> I need like a potty break. Mm-hmm. Don't follow me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm locking the door. It's Leave fine. Me alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's super fun. I know one day that hit will all change. I'm very aware as my yeah. oldest almost turns eight. But um, if you're in the thick of it, doesn't make the hard that any any easier knowing that no. it will change. No, and and we we're not assured when or how or what it will change. So yep. you know, as a parent, you're just in it. You're just you know whatever stage it is. It's like. 
and it's it is hard when people are like oh it'll get easier or you just wait or it's gonna it's like oh but I'm like what terrible right advice now. because we yeah. all know it doesn't get easier <laughs> yeah it just gets and you always say enjoy your babies it just yeah. changes yep but really my my biggest advice is just be content in every season because it is going to change every season is going to be hard I think I've always been waiting for like when is the easy season when is the like it's not coming. It's not coming for any of us. This world is just hard. So find that contentment. Like, okay, this season is really hard and this kid is so hard. And it's with, with my kids, my thing is I don't have to like my kids. I have to love them. That's my commitment to them, to love them. I don't have to like them and that's okay. That's okay. I mean, parenting is so dang hard. It is so hard. So the seasons are always changing. How do we find commitment? contentment how do we find satisfaction in the lord here and it's okay to struggle in those seasons i think sometimes again social media will show this perfect idea of what motherhood is or raising these kids with perfect peace and you're like what the heck like is this reality does anybody actually like this like i'm chasing a kid screaming down the back road here and um, we've all lost our minds. So I have a kid pooping outside the greenhouse right now. Like, does that ever happen to anyone besides me? <laughs> I've had kids poop plenty of places. I just don't have a greenhouse. So. Right. Also in, that, also, also in that study, that 96.4%, she said what people need to remember about social media is, and there was a percent again, but business models, some people's business model is to portray beautiful motherhood and mm-hmm. it is not like that for them they're only showing you those highlights yeah. because that's their business model yeah i don't like and that. that's that's an unfortunate truth because that's mm-hmm. kind of inauthentic or really inauthentic in my eyes but but it's something we have to look past because it's not real yeah for sure and whatever kylie i'm just thinking about whatever season we're in it's an opportunity to pray and ask the lord change me here like whatever you're wanting to do in me here through this kid that's so hard for me right now like change me right here not necessarily like can you just help so and so get out of this stage or can these kids grow up or whatever yeah it's like it's like lord right here change me here i want to become more like you here and that doesn't always mean that sometimes that means strict becoming a stricter parent you know, getting some more boundaries. Sometimes it means showing a lot more grace. But one thing we can be assured of is in the time and prayer with the Lord is he promises to lead us. I tell God that almost every day. God, you promise to lead me. I'm so thankful I don't have to lead myself. You are going to lead me. And I don't know exactly how to deal with this issue with my kid. Again, this is where mentorship comes in because I often ask the women that mentor me. But prayer is what is literally going to change us. Is in I love that. Season. And Thank you can, you. kids, when they're screaming and be like, we're praying now because we're all going to lose our minds. We're I don't care. Scream throughout the prayer. Yeah. Everybody down. Let's on our knees. Come on. This is not, this is not, even no matter how little your kids are, one years old, we're praying. Now we're calling out to the Lord now. <laughs> I love that. This has been delightful. Mm-hmm. You are, if I have one phrase for you, it is wonderfully wise. Hmm. But none and of us are on. And we love you. <laughs> love you guys so much. Okay, we so always much. end it with a quote, but we could also end it with a prayer if you want. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So we could for sure pray for us. If you say it. Yeah. yeah.
Nose goes. Okay. <laughs> Only if Jen says it because her voice is very serene. Yeah, I'll pray. Lord, thank you so much for this time. I'm so grateful for Whit and Kylie. I love them dearly, and I know you do too. Lord, I pray for anyone that's listening to this, that they would be encouraged to take a step towards you, to your heart, um, to be near you. Lord, I pray that we would have a desire to pray like we never have before, and not to get what we want, Lord, but to be with you, because there is no way that we can be near you and not be changed. Thank you that you promise in James 4, 8, that when we draw near to you, you draw near to us. You are there. You are our help. You are the one we pray to. You are the only one we pray to. Thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your faithfulness and your grace and your mercy each day. Thank you for this time. Lord, I pray that you are honored. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That was good. Okay, girls, I'm going to a barn dance now. Ooh, go get jiggy with it. Have so much fun. <laughs> yeah, and I'm taking, I've got my son going to college on Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. I've got my oldest going back to college on Monday. You've got things and, happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots going on. Well, we appreciate you. Yeah. Love you, girls. Thank you. Later. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. You can follow us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at kylieepperson underscore. Be sure to follow or subscribe to Midwest Farm Wives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in each day. Stay grateful, friends.